Good evening and thank you for attending this evening's board meeting. CMHA is holding its monthly board meeting virtually via webcam and teleconferencing on Tuesday, December 15, 2020, as approved through Ohio's novel coronavirus response bill, which directly affects how local governments throughout the state operate in conducting public business. These sweeping changes were originally approved Thursday, March 27, 2020, and extended until July 1, 2020, via House Bill 404, approved November 19, 2020. This is the annual board meeting of CMHA for Tuesday, December 15, 2020. The meeting is now called to order. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Present. Mr. Weedman? Present. Mr. O'Donnell? Present. And the chair is present. We have a quorum. Item three is the nomination of officers. I'd first like to open the floor for nominations for chairman of the board of commissioners. Uh, I'd like to nominate Mr. Miles. Uh, noted, thank you. Any other nominations? <clears throat> Hearing none, uh, I've been nominated. Uh, next, I'd like to open the floor for nominations for vice chairman of the Board of Commissioners. I'd like to nominate Ms. Mitchell. Very well. And I would like to second that nomination, please. Okay, noted. Uh, a, an, unless Laverne wants to nominate somebody, I think we've <laughs> run the course. Uh, okay, um, so we have uh, motions for both. A second for the vice chair, May I have a second for the chair? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Uh, roll call, Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? Aye. And the chair votes aye. Mr. Chairman, I think- Mr. Uh, Harris has joined. Yep. Oh, all right. Hi, Reggie. Hi. Hi and I. <laughs> okay, that's, that's very well. Noted. Um, so, Mr. Johnson, will you now proceed with the election? of officers process. Yes, um, I will do a roll call. Uh, each member will state who he or she is voting for the position of chairman of the board of commissioners. Mr. Miles. Myself. Ms. Mitchell. Mr. Miles. Mr. Weedman. Mr. Miles. Mr. Harris. Mr. Miles. Mr. O'Donnell. Mr. Miles. And for accuracy, I will just repeat the statement over again. The members have elected Mr. Uh, William Miles as chairman. <clears throat> Does Mr. Miles accept the position of chairman of the Board of Commissioners of the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority? I do. Thank you. Better not say no, Bill. <laughs> I will do a roll call, and each member will state <clears throat> who he or she is voting for for the position of vice chairman of the Board of Commissioners. Mr. Miles. Ms. Mitchell. Ms. Mitchell. Myself. Mr. Weedman. Ms. Mitchell. Mr. Harris. Ms. Mitchell. Mr. O'Donnell. Ms. Mitchell. And for accuracy, I will repeat it. The members have elected Ms. Mitchell as Vice Chairman. Does Ms. Mitchell accept the position of Vice Chairman of the Board of Commissioners of the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority? <clears throat> I do. 
Turn it back over to Mr. Wells. All right. I need a motion to close the election of officers. That's chair and vice chair. So moved. Thank you. And a second. Thank you. Roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. Uh, the uh, motion passes. Congra five. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Well, really? thank you. And thank you, Laverne, for agreeing to serve. Thank you. Um, let's see. Item five is discussion of recommended. <clears throat> well, let me just take this moment to welcome back uh, to our board commission, Ed O'Donnell. We're, we're very fortunate to have Ed. Um, I don't know if all of you know this or not, but he's got some inter interesting things on the shelf behind him. I don't know if you can quite see, make out any Emmys, <laughs> which he has earned over the years for his talent uh, in the music world Actually, and in Hollywood. <laughs> and now he's spending a lot of time uh, in Nashville representing talent there. He's a busy fellow, uh, bi-coastally, uh, okay. as well as a pretty good uh, uh, accountant uh, as well. I have a left and a right brain. That's the. <laughs> yeah. So we put the band back together and we're looking forward to uh, uh, what comes. It's a wonderful time to be serving on this board. And yes, it is. Uh, it is. That's right. You know, I take the liberty of speaking for all the board commissioners. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it's just a terrific time. So continuing with item five is discussion of recommended changes to the bylaws. Are there any recommended changes? Hearing none, uh, no further discussion. We'll move to item six is discussion of recommended changes to the governance policies. Are there any recommended changes? A question, Mr. Chairman, um, just Sure. Want to have either of these been, were these changed last year or not? I can't remember. In December, um, no. Didn't we have one change to one of we these? Had, we, had, we had one change last year in December, and it was a recommended uh, recommendation from Joy. Joy, you want to update? Do you recall that recommendation? I think the uh, changes were um, one, which was maybe done mid-year, was to um, assert that you know a quorum would always have to be necessary in order to take a voter conduct official business. We imploded that into the bylaws. The other thing that we changed was um, the uh, what would happen in case of uh, the need to have a meeting and uh, maybe there wasn't a quorum at the regularly scheduled time. So we imploded to change that it would occur as soon as practicable uh after the uh, the scheduled board meeting um those are the two that i recall mr johnson you you've got a no, sharp memory no no i don't i don't know about that but uh <laughs> yeah those those were the changes that we made to be clear on our quorum and then if we had an issue with getting a quorum at our regular meeting uh what um what for the public of what we would do to conduct that meeting as soon as possible. Do, do the do the bylaws? Those are all the changes that were made to the bylaws uh, in the last twelve months. 
Do the bylaws cover the situation where the meeting starts with a quorum? It's like Mr. O'Donnell may have frozen there. Uh, to answer your question, uh, Mr. Oh, oh, he froze? Nope, he's there. He's back okay. there. Okay. I think he was asking, uh, <laughs> do they cover the situation where you start with a quorum and the quorum leaves or a party leaves? Correct. Yes, that was yeah. exactly what, uh, what we cover. Yeah. was to okay. uh, take care of. Great. Thank you. All right. So if there's no other business to come before the board, and uh, Tom, did you want to add anything to that discussion? No. Okay. Uh, so if there's no other business to come before the board, may I have a motion to adjourn the meeting? So moved. Thank you. Thank you. Um, roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. The chair votes aye. The meeting is adjourned. Now we move on to the instrumentalities annual board meeting for Tuesday, December 15, 2020. Mr. Mr. Chair, okay. do we have to wait till 5.45 for the oh, instrumentalities? Okay. Um, okay. So we got another couple minutes for that. And then after the instrumentalities, which will go very quick, we do have to wait till 6 o'clock to start the regular board meeting because that's what we told the public. Okay. So we're... Two minutes from 645. 545. I'm, I'm sorry. Two minutes from 545. Okay. All right. So we'll just stand down until then. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> What's the forecast for snow here tomorrow? <laughs> Reggie, I think, are you still in where I think you are? No, no, I'm, I'm in Cincinnati. I, we, we are are back, um, back in civilization. But you know, I I I pretty much stay um, within the confines of my house, uh, and then I go into my office after business hours, <laughs> so <laughs> that I don't have to to do anything. So you know, I. Um, if we get snow, I'm going to happily shovel and then I get my wine delivered. I joined a <laughs> wine club. My cellar is stocked with delivery. Um, the important things. The important things. So, you know, you know, it can rain, it can snow. If it's really sunny outside, I'm going to go sunbathe on my back porch. So, you know, the weather, listen, <laughs> I have I've set up, I have my internet, so I'll be good. <laughs> But you were, you would have been in the path, right? Oh, well, you know, actually, the, I mean, the last, we drove back last weekend. Um, we, our plan was to wake up early Sunday. So those of you who know, my husband and I, um, his, he, we inherited a summer home in Little Compton, Rhode Island. And we went out for two weeks and worked on it. And I worked remotely. Uh, beautiful. It's the most Southern Eastern point you can be on, in, in Rhode Island. And we were going to come back on Sunday, the I think it was the, the 7th. But by Saturday the 6th, we did everything we needed to do. And we were like, okay, I guess we'll leave. <laughs> but we're, it was a great idea because we the, the storm was chasing us like <laughs> out of the Northeast. Like we were just like, from the time we left Rhode Island to about, we get about to the middle of Connecticut, we were just like, the cloud was following us. And once we got out of the Northeast, we could really like turn 
and see this like massive snowstorm like in our rearview mirror. And then it was wow. like clear sailing for this. But wow. yeah, it was a smart Close decision. Yeah. Very well. So shall we resume? Um, let's see, yep. where was yep. where was I, Mr. Secretary? Uh, uh, Instrumentality's annual board meeting. Right. So uh, the meeting is now called to order. Did we have roll call? Nope. nope. All right. Roll call, Ms. Mitchell? Present. Mr. Weedman? Present. Mr. Harris? Sorry, present. Mr. O'Donnell? Present. And the chair is present. We have a quorum. Item three is discussion of recommended changes to the bylaws. Secretary Johnson has requested to table this item while CMHA completes further review of current bylaws for recommended changes. Is there a motion to table? Motion. motion. Second. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions? Okay, hearing none, roll call Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution is table. Motion to adjourn. Thank Second. you. Second. Thank you. A roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The meeting is adjourned. Gavel uh, back in the session. This is the regular board meeting of the CMHA for Tuesday, December 15, 2020. Meeting is now called to order. Roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Present. Mr. Weedman. Present. Mr. Harris. Present. Mr. O'Donnell. Ed. Uh, Demute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I am present. You know how official we are about these yes, things. Yes, of course. And the uh, chair is present. We have a quorum. Item three is approval of minutes. Motion to approve. Motion. Okay, thank you. Are there any corrections to the minutes? Hearing none, uh, roll call, Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? I have to abstain. Uh, noted and the chair votes aye. The motion passes. Item four on our agenda is presentations. Ms. Rima Ruber will introduce Plant Moran staff for discussion of the CMHA fiscal year 2020 annual audit. Rima. All right, thank you. Good evening, commissioners. Good evening. Tonight, I'd like to introduce Kelly Perlman, who is the partner at a partner at Plant Moran. And I believe I also see Tom Piper, who is senior manager, and Brittany Kidd, who is also on uh, Pat Moran's uh, staff. Uh, I think that's it. Is that it? Yes. Yep. Okay. That is it. Um, so uh, tonight, Kelly will be presenting an overview of the 2020 uh, fiscal year 2020 draft audited uh, statements. This was a very unique year, as you all know, with multiple events occurring and impacting our agency. Events such as the pandemic, completion of implementation and go live of our new enterprise software, 
financial closing of over 400 units from public housing to our multifamily plat platform, managing and overseeing four major developments, um, undergoing substantial rehab, which also included some relocation. These are just a few events which occurred um, and uh, all were completed and managed while we were very quickly creating a mobile, very successful mobile workforce. Due to these events, as well as others I haven't mentioned, created some delays in information outflow to our audit team. And I wanna take this opportunity to thank Kelly and her staff for uh, working patiently uh, to complete this audit, this comprehensive audit on time. All of this was done online on offsite. Uh, we very much appreciated working with Plant Moran Group. And once again, I wanna say uh, thank you, Kelly and, and all the staff at Plant Moran that worked with us this year. Kelly? Great. Thank you, Rima. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you for having us today. Yeah, uh, again, thank you. Uh, again, my name is Kelly Perlman. Um, I know I've seen uh, some of you before, but for those who have not um, yet been able to meet, I am the engagement partner for the Cincinnati Metropolitan Housing Authority Audit. Um, as Rima mentioned, I have Tom Piper and Brittany Kidd with me, who also serve on the engagement team. Um, just like Rima mentioned, this was a very unique year. There were large transactions, there was a software conversion all during the pandemic. Um, and that was the reason why we completed 100% of our procedures remotely. So um, we echo Rima's sentiment and want to thank um, her and the entire accounting team for providing our requested documents and being available for questions and additional requests throughout the audit. Uh, our audit was conducted in accordance with governmental auditing standards, in which we are happy to say we have issued an unqualified opinion. Uh, we noted no transactions entered into by the authority during the year for which there was lack of authoritative guidance, uh, no significant transactions that had been recognized in a different period than when the transaction occurred. Uh, the most sensitive estimates affecting the financial statements would be the allowance on loans receivable and the assumptions around the actuarial calculation of net position and other post-employment benefits liability. So for those, we evaluated key factors and assumptions used to develop those estimates. It's a similar approach to what we had taken in prior years um, and determined that uh, it was reasonable in relationship to the financial statements as a whole. We'll also be providing some required communication with governance. Um, again, this is similar to the letters that you would have received from us in the past. And uh, we have two past adjusting journal entries that will be included on that letter. Uh, both of them are timing related. Uh, one is for the recording of construction and progress, and one is uh, related the related notes receivable, both of which um, are recurring again from the prior year and have been determined to be immaterial to the financial statements taken as a whole. So I'm going to turn it over to Tom Piper to cover the single audit piece. Great. <clears throat> Thanks, Kelly. Uh, so in connection with our audit of the financial statements, we also performed a single audit over the authority's federal awards. Um, <clears throat> as part of the single audit, we are required to take a risk-based approach um, and identify major programs of the authority and um, issue reports on the authority's compliance with, with the programs, as well as their internal controls over compliance with those programs. Um, the programs that were tested and I identified this year were low-income public housing and the capital fund program. 
Um, and we have issued an unmodified opinion on both of our reports. Now, during the test, during the course of our testing, we, we did identify an instance of non-compliance um, that was indicative of a deficiency in internal control over compliance um, as it relates to procedures in place surrounding the public housing waitlist selection process. Um, the results of our findings are included in our report and management has provided its views and planned corrective action. Um, however, again, I just would stress that, you know, the instance of non-compliance was not significant enough to modify our opinion in any way. And we did issue um, a unmodified opinion over compliance as a whole. So thank you. Yep. Um, and again, we would like to thank management and the accounting team for their assistance during the audit. Um, we appreciate the opportunity to serve as the auditors for CMHA, um, and we're happy to open it up to the board for any questions that you may have. Okay, uh, thank you, Kelly. Are there any board member questions for Kelly or others on her team? Yeah, and can you just, Reginald Harris, um, I'll just a little bit, talk a little bit about the, um, when you discovered the, um, what was it, the, the waitlist finding? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the discovery waitlist finding. Um, like, is, is was that a symptom of a, like a breakdown in process? Was that like a clerical error? Like, and when we and the controls that we put in place, like how um, how common is that? Was this like a common thing that you've seen? Just maybe a little bit more context in that way. Sure. So this was a finding that we have had in the past um, for CMHA. Um, I believe there were two instances and. In, what was our total population, Tom? Can you remind me? Uh, the, we tested 40 individuals that okay. that would have moved in during the year. So. so of the 40, we did note two, and they were the clerical errors that you would be referring to. And the internal controls that we um, noted are really that they weren't caught in the normal process of review. Um, Rima, feel free to elaborate um, on your controls over those if you'd like. Kelly, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I believe Marquita Flowers, who's our director uh, of uh, asset management, did a corrective action plan. And uh, Marquita, would you like to make a comment on mm -hmm. uh, the action plan? Yes, thank you. So uh, we did review the findings of the auditors and identified additional controls that we're putting in place and executing currently to uh, ensure that uh, there's not a reoccurrence of those clerical issues. So there's two points in the process that we will now be checking uh, to make sure that it's it doesn't happen again. Okay, so um, if, if I may, Reggie, um, so uh, Kelly, you're not suggesting that you found anything other than an honest Error. There was oh, absolutely. nothing, they were nothing too nefarious about it. Uh, uh, there was correct, Mr. Miles. There was no indication of um, fraud or anything like that. They were from our what we discussed with management and what we saw. They were simply clerical errors. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure if I know our staff, um, that won't be an error that occurs again. Uh, <laughs> I think I know my staff. Um, <laughs> really quickly, Mr. Go ahead. Uh, and I want to say, and there was, I in no way was suggesting anything fraudulent, but more of just the complexity of managing those lists and just understanding, like, right? I mean, like when you solve for them and you go and you put those controls in, 
like just understanding the context of like, you know, how you manage that and then what does it mean um, when a third set of eyes catches something and just more from that perspective, just, just understanding the framework. So that makes a lot of sense, your explanations. Great, thank you. Okay, any other questions from commissioners? Uh, well, again, Kelly, Tom, Brittany, uh, thank you for your professional work and all your efforts. And uh, we're glad that we can check this one off yes. <laughs> for this year. Absolutely. And uh, I, I was going to say have a nice ride home, but <laughs> that's not applicable right now. So yeah. you're probably already home. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Mer Merry Christmas to each of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Same to you. Thank you very much. All Thank right. you all. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Item five in our agenda is public comments. We have one request to speak. Mr. Rula Newland, a landlord in the HCV program. I remind everyone our board standard is that each speaker has two minutes from the time they begin their presentation for their comments. And is Mr. Rula Newland present? Mr. Miles, uh, we received a call uh, just recently from Mr. Newland that he took a COVID test uh, maybe about 30 minutes ago. So he wants to reschedule for January board meeting. Oh, okay, very well. Uh, best wishes to him. So moving on, item six is discussion of secretary recommendations. Item 6A is the financial report. One. Resolution 4383 to approve CMHA annual audit for fiscal year 2020. Is there a motion? Motion. Thank you. A second. <coughs> a second, please. Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? Uh, Mr. Chairman, since I am just Returning sure. to the board, I'm going to abstain on this vote. Very well. Um, that's not a problem, is it, Joy? No. Joy? No, it's not. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, all right. And so the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Item 6B is request for appro approval to solicit bids for the following items, of which we have none this month. Item 6C is resolutions to award contract renewals. Resolution 5484, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to sign the fourth one-year contract extension option with G.J. Birding Surveying Incorporated, Gloss Pyle Schomer Burns and DeHaven Incorporated, DBA GPD Group, Infrastructure and Development Engineering Incorporated, the Manic and Smith Group Incorporated, Power Engineers Incorporated, Elevars Design Group Incorporated, DBA SFA Architects Incorporated, and Value Tech Incorporated, DBA VT Design Solutions for solicitation 2016-4102, General Engineering Services, and a not to exceed amount of $200,000 per firm for a maximum five-year contract funded by capital grant funds and development funds. 
Is there a motion? Motion approved. Thank you. A second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? Aye. And the chair votes aye, the resolution passes. Now, resolution 5485, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to sign the third one-year contract extension option with General Electric Security Incorporated, DBA Dial 1 Security Incorporated, for solicitation 2018-1003, fire alarm services in an amount not to exceed $565,000 per maximum five-year contract agreement funded by operating funds. Motion to approve. Thank you. A second? Thank you. Thank you. Questions? Hearing none, roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? Aye. And the chair votes aye, the resolution passes. Resolution 5486, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to sign the second one-year contract extension option for solicitation 2018-4007 for project management, RAD development, and design management consultants with Community Development Strategies Incorporated, CSG Advisors Incorporated, CVR Associates Incorporated, Dominion Environmental Group Incorporated, DBA Dominion Due Diligence Group, Hairgrove Consulting LLC, Joan M. Garrity, National Council for Community Development, Incorporated, DBA National Development Council, New Hope Consulting LLC, and IFH Solutions LLC, in a not to exceed amount of $100,000 annually for each for a maximum five-year contract funded by operational funds, management services fees, capital grants, and development funds. Motion to approve. Thank you. Thank you. Questions? Hearing none, we'll call Ms. Mitchell. Hey. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Uh, item 6D is to adopt a resolution to award the following construction contracts. Um, we don't have any new construction contracts this month over $100,000. And per res resolution 5442, approved August 25th, 2020, the CEO has authorization to sign contracts in an amount not to exceed $100,000. In November, there were zero contracts at $100,000 or below. Item 6E, adopt a resolution in the general category Resolution 5487, authorizing the incorporation of Maple Rad LLC, Maple Rad Development Corporation, Beachwood RAD LLC, and Beachwood Rad Development Corporation, and associated employer identification numbers to facilitate the rental assistance demonstration, conversions, rehabilitations of Maple Tower and the Beachwood. Motion to approve. Thank you. Second. Thank you very much. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call. Ms. Mitchell? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. Harris? Aye. Mr. O'Donnell? Aye. 
The chair votes aye, the resolution passes. Resolution 5488, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to negotiate and enter into a contract for solicitation 2020-1001, janitorial services and COVID cleaning for asset management properties with Trust Us Transportation, LLC, DBA Trust Us Maintenance and Janitorial, Lake Quam Dukes, DBA Intense Pro Cleaning Services, DCJ Janitorial, LLC, a Fist of Contractors, LLC, Bruce Gray, DBA, from the Ground Up Renovations, Clayton Walker, BDMDS, LLC, Coger Enterprise, LLC, MT Franchising Incorporated, DBA, Jan Pro of Greater Cincinnati, Dayton, Primo Services, LLC, Pleasant Contracting Services, LLC, Care and Cleaning Services, LLC, Diamond Professional Contractors, LLC, GLT Renovations, LLC, Alex Malaya Cleaning Services, LLC, Somebody Gotta Do It, LLC, Finesse Services, LLC, Connecting Plugs Cabling Service Company, KNVY Renovations, LLC, Triumph Home, LLC, DBA Triumph Property Services, and Dixie Services LLC in a not to exceed amount of $100,000 annually for each contractor or the board approved budget for a maximum five year contract paid for by operational funds. Motion to approve, but uh, Mr. Miles, can I just get uh, to a clarification? I believe you said 2000, uh, 2020-1001, it's actually 1004. Just for you're, you're correct, Mr. Weedman. You're correct. Yes, and thank you very much for correcting me. Um, any other corrections on that? Hearing none. Uh, so we have a motion. Do we have a second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? I do have one question. Um, this is an authorization not to exceed $100,000 per contractor. Do we, can you give me an idea, Rima, I guess, what our annual expense is for uh, janitorial services? Sure, uh, Mr. Arnala, I'll actually defer to uh, Janelle, who is our procur procurement officer, if, um, to give you that information. Okay. Um, we've actually, since just April to November, we spent $360,000 just on the COVID cleaning. Oh, just on COVID? <clears throat> so are we using CARES Act funds to, to be reimbursed for that? We are. Okay. Yeah, we're using CARES Act funds for that, uh, Mr. O'Donnell. But if you look at, um, we have a plethora of MBE, WBE, um, Section 3 contractors doing this work. So that's part of our main goal and why we have so many contractors. And then um, even though it says $100,000 per, that means that um, if a contractor reaches $100,000, uh, we will cut them off. Uh, and that's one contractor, but it also says approved, board, approved budget by the board. So if we don't have budget approval, they won't ever get to 100,000. So um, that's why when we leave it at $100,000, um, because if we have an emergency, and this includes um, bodily, uh, if we have a fatal shooting or 
something like that, it includes all mm -hmm. of that type of cleaning in our units and on our sites as well. So it doesn't mean that we're going to spend, I guess there's maybe 15, 20 contractors, $100,000 in one year with them. Right. It just means that we have a great number that we can choose from. And if somebody's not performing, and then some of them have specialties that other ones don't. Um, Janelle Arima, so uh, can you just, and this doesn't have to be exact, but sort of an estimate, a non-COVID time, right? Non-COVID, um, high occupancy rate, we are spending how much, you know, roughly annually on, on cleaning? Yeah, and I'm going to need to try to, to do some calculations with that. We were trying to filter out the numbers and struggling a bit. So if I can get that back to you later this sure. week. And that's, and that's just truly just like informational, right? To sort of understand yeah. what that's like, and particularly to give some more context to that that COVID number as well, right? Yeah, so we, we I, I can really, I can answer that, Mr. Harris. Um, we usually only spend in cleaning just janitorial for our maintenance off i mean our offices at our main campus and just general cleaning at some of our satellite offices so our cleaning contract um usually is not that heavy at some of our other sites we have a little more cleaning in our community rooms so um we're probably at maybe a quarter of a million dollars at most but we include janitorial cleaning and trash chutes as well. So we have chemicals that we drip down into trash chutes and that's in our high rises where we clean out the trash uh, dumpsters and change the dumpsters and put chemicals in there as well. So all of that is included in that number as well. Okay. Thank you. All right, um, any other questions? Hearing none, we'll call Ms. Mitchell. Hi. Mr. Weedman. Hi. Mr. Harris. Hi. Mr. O'Donnell. Hi. The chair votes aye. The motion passes. Resolution passes. Now, resolution 5489, authorizing the CEO of CMHA to negotiate and enter into a contract for solicitation 2020-7001, Nearsight Clinic Healthcare Services with Marathon Health. LLC and a not to exceed amount of $160,000 annually or the board approved budget for a maximum five-year contract paid for by development funds, administrative fees, operational funds, and management services funds. Is there a motion to motion accept? Motion. Okay. A second? Uh, did I hear a second? Yeah, Reggie. Okay, thank you. Uh, any questions? Question, Mr. Chairman. Please. Um, I, I read the information in the in the in the board book, and honestly, I'm I'm confused as to what exactly this this service is. Who can somebody explain exactly what this is? It is it's Lisa Thomas. Yeah. If it's okay with the board, I actually would like to invite Eric Newville, Vice President of Business Development for Marathon to provide the board with a brief or a quick update, um, an overview of what services would be provided through the Nearsight Clinic. Great, thank you. And excellent Gary question. Gary is, okay, thank you. Thank you, Lisa. 
Uh, my name is Eric Newville, uh, local. Uh, can everybody hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm a local Cincinnati resident and lead business development for the Cincinnati marketplace. That's a great question because, uh, you know, and there's a number of people that when we're beginning these discussions have these same questions. So Marathon is an employer paid uh, concierge independent primary care network of providers. Um, and so that's a, I know that's a mouthful uh, and it operates alongside of your health insurance. So it is not insurance. It doesn't replace your insurance, but what it is, is it's, it's, uh, if you're familiar with concierge primary care, uh, where you get extensive time with your provider today, uh, many times, at least uh, prior to joining marathon, the average visit that you spend with your provider is roughly eight minutes. They see seven to eight patients. Uh, an hour. Um, and so what happens with Marathon Health is three things. Specifically, it's comprehensive primary care, which includes acute primary care, uh, meaning treatment of bronchitis, coughs, colds, etc. And then chronic uh, disease, if you had diabetes uh, or hypertension, etc. Uh, our primary care providers uh, take care of those uh, in a much more effective manner than many times uh, current primary care because many times they don't have the time to spend uh, with patients to uh, properly treat uh, those patients. That's what our employers uh, and employees that go to these uh, health centers tell us. We also, it also includes in these health centers, roughly 150 different generics that are dispensed, which are included in your base price of $160,000, as well as any um, uh, diagnostic testing that would take place. So the bottom line is the reason that our clients uh, choose to utilize this versus many times their, their current primary care um, uh, practitioners, physicians, nurse practitioners, areas. Number one, it has been proven to lower the cost of healthcare. Uh, and I'll get to some of the key reasons why, but on average clients will see a 20% decrease in overall cost of healthcare. It improves the quality of healthcare delivered uh, and uh, quite frankly, it measures that quality of healthcare. Some examples are lower blood pressure, better um, uh, controlled diabetes, and we'll measure that for you and report on that on a uh, monthly to quarterly basis. And, and even more importantly, one of the key drivers of this is around employee retention. Uh, as I said before, many times when we go to our providers, we spend more time waiting in the waiting room and waiting in the exam room than we do with the provider themselves. Uh, that's really flipped in this primary care model. You spend anywhere between 20 minutes to 60 minutes with the provider. And the reason that that's one of the key drivers of improved healthcare, improved quality and decreased costs, because the providers can spend a significant amount of time with patients, understand all their needs, as well as if you're familiar with social determinants of health, behavioral health challenges, um, uh, and we can better diagnose those and better treat those uh, for your employees. Does that answer, Ed, does that give you a better feel for what this is all about? Um, it, yeah, it does. Um, I, I do have some, um, I guess, a question about how much of, how much of an overall cost reduction will this result in for CMHA? What? How are we going to measure that and who's going to measure that? Okay, great questions. So we will, uh, we will work with, um, we prepare an independent study uh, at the end of, um, 
so you need uh, roughly 18 months of full mature claims in order to see the uh, decrease in healthcare costs. Mm -hmm. That so to begin with, the average uh, percentage of decrease of our clients in their healthcare costs are 20% overall. We'll measure that uh, at the end of 18 months once we have mature claims, and we'll also I believe your uh, your broker is Haran. We also work with your insurance broker to do that analysis uh, also. This is Reggie Harris. Uh, question, so I mean, this is a, a great question. Um, the motivation behind this service, is it, was it specifically to lower healthcare claims or is this also thought of as like um, a benefits amenity for employee re retention? Reggie, that's a, it's another good question. So, 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 Eric, I think that's a question for Lisa to answer. What, oh, okay. what our Sorry, motivation was to 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 do this. So, Mr. Harris, it was both um, to um, add, give that added benefit to employees and their dependents that's covered under our health insurance plans, as well as to um, reap the benefit of a lower our lower claim experience and cost. Um, that, thank you. Uh, Mr. O'Donnell, did, did, let me jump back in here for a second. I mean, does this, um, are we looking at this then as a, as a one-year trial or an 18-month trial? Is that what this is that we're going to evaluate? Typically, it typically, um, because, um, within the first year, there's usually, um, a break-even, um, under the participation in the nearsight clinic. So you would start to really realize the savings or decrease in claims costs over a two to three year period. Okay, and we're relying on the experience of other users of this service who have who've experienced, I think you said, um, Eric, that it was an average of 20% overall cost reduction. Is that right? That's, that's what we've seen. Now, key drivers of that is engagement of employees, and we work collaboratively with um, uh, Lisa and, and the entire team, as well as your insurance broker to design the program to engage employees. So if, if, if 10% of people engage, there won't be any savings, uh, the target. And we've seen on average, I was just meeting with, um, a client, uh, today advocates and their average engagement is like 75% of all employees actually go see a provider. Uh, so we work collaboratively on communications on marketing programs to make that happen. And the benefit for an employee to participate in this um, clinic service is a lower cost to them um, with um, primary services, primary care services um, that they seek, as well as pharmacy costs. And it'll also reduce um, their need to potentially use urgent or emergency care. The clinic will be able to provide those services that they typically would seek in those um, areas. Uh, great point. In, 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 in most all cases, you can see a provider uh, at Marathon Health within 24 hours or within 48 hours, your own provider. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've got four centers across the city. And so the access is improved. So what many of our clients have seen is decreased urgent care decrease emergency room because you have broader access to 
uh, your medical provider. Is there a relationship with Kroger, uh, what do they call them, little, cl little clinics? Yeah, minute clinics. Um, great question. There really is, this is a completely independent primary care solution. If that was a preferred, uh, the scope, actually the scope of services at a primary care minute clinic are much more limited than what uh, can be done at a marathon health center. Just to give you an example, I mean, you know, scope of services is about 1,500 services for marathon. In many, many clinics, uh, it's usually around 300 uh, just to have the limited scope of service. So they're not really taking care of chronic disease um, uh, or, uh, you know, they're not taking care of the labs in the office, which will draw, and they do have dispensing pharmacies in some of their stores, uh, but it's just a more limited scope of practice for primary care services in minute clinics. We are independent. We do refer. Uh, we've got like a specialty referral process where if, if I needed to be referred somewhere, we would reach out to the specific specialist that we want to refer to. We'd set the appointment based on our perception of their quality and cost. And then we would set the appointment, get back to you because if we refer you somewhere, we want to make sure you get there and follow up with that. Derek, you said you have four different locations in Cincinnati. Is that right? Uh, yes. Where are those locations? Uh, we've got one downtown, one in Springdale, one um, in Green Township on Rybolt Road, and one just north in um, near Kings Island in Kings Mills. Okay. Thank you. I think that uh, when we did a heat map, so we got uh, a heat map is basically taking all the zip codes for your employees, and we took a look at it. Um, Lisa, what was that? It was about 88% of folks it, had access. Over, yeah, over 80% of employees are within 10 or less miles of one of the near site clinics. Yeah, my, my question about the little clinics is uh, uh, the, the value in an emergent scenario. Mm -hmm. If you're in another state uh, and it's Sunday, uh, would the marathon, would the, the, you know, the, the, the marathon clinics aren't going to be available to you, maybe even locally on a Saturday or Sunday, I don't know. Um, but the opportunity is to realize significant savings if a first step could be at the little clinic instead of the emergency room. Uh, and that would close the Well, so here we go. Um, all right, you've answered my question. Thank you. Any other I just want to point out, I'm sorry, sorry, um, that the marathon clinics do offer at one of their sites weekend hours on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And evening hours at one of our clinics. Yes, 7 p.m., yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Any other questions? Hearing none, we'll call Ms. Mitchell. Wait a minute, um, Mr. Chairman. I'm sorry. I, one more comment. I just want to say, uh, oh, sure. I I will vote for this, but I have some just intrinsic skepticism about programs like this, and I just I would I, I'm voting with the assumption that we're going to see a report back from the staff next year about uh, how effective this program is, how be the benefits um, side of it, and also the cost savings side of it. Well, so I'm, I mean, I'm voting just based on the assumption that we're going to give this a try and we will 
we'll get the results back next year, no more than 18 months, um, and and be able to evaluate it. It's uh, at the benefit side and the cost side, yeah. cost reduction and, side. And piggybacking. Yes, we can definitely provide an update. And piggybacking on that uh, concern, uh, uh, Eric, what will it cost us to exit this contract uh, between now and 18 months and at 18 months? Um, the contract is, uh, Lisa, I believe the contract was a, a three-year contract to be evaluated, it's obviously, on the annual basis. Uh, it, yes, it'll be evaluated on an annual basis. Janelle, do you want to provide any additional information? But yes, it's a one-year um, renewable contract. Does up to three years. Can, does that mean that we can walk away from it at the end of 12 months? If we don't yes. renew the... Ex I'm sorry. So the answer, is, the, the answer is yes. The answer is yes, uh, Mr. O'Donnell. And if we don't realize the participation, and if we do realize the participation and don't realize the savings, uh, obviously we wouldn't come back to you for an additional extension. So um, that's the beauty of, of this process. Uh, and Mr. Miles, to fully answer your question, uh, we'll, fi we'll find out what that exact number is. It's based on how the contract is structured. Uh, if we want to exit six months prior to or after that first year, what, the, what it will exactly cost uh, the housing authority. And I'll make sure that the board gets uh, provided that information. Okay. Um, I, I'm not comfortable voting until I know that information. Um, Wait, what information, Bill, specifically? What it would cost us to exit the contract between now and the next three years, at any point along the next three years. Eric, can you shed any light on that? Yes, there was no, in the contract, there was no definition of a, um, of a, a penalty clause or additional cost that was outlined in the contract. It is um, targeted for a three-year term. Obviously, if there's some um, in some diligent diligence of duties that are provided, it can be uh, you know exited at a one-year uh, one-year term. Um, I can tell you that usually doesn't happen, but uh, it is a three-year renewable contract. We renew each uh, every twelve months. Your, your description is rel relatively subjective, so I guess that might. We do the contracts one year with option to renew up to five five years. So it'll be the same as what you always see. One so, year we look at it and we come back to you and decide whether to go another. But, so it's so, so, a question now. But that's, that's not the question. Uh -huh. uh, what does it cost us but also, to exit it at, at the one year term? But, but also, can we just, before we do that, I'm really confused by this idea of like, if the program itself takes 18 months to see the results, then I don't understand why we have this uh, metric of exiting after one year, if we know that we actually won't see the <clears throat> benefits of the program until after 18 months. Do you know, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, well, here, here's <laughs> those, the, those 
Right. The big answer to that is that we only do contracts on a 12-month basis. Usually what Eric gave you is what, what usually the industry looks at and what the industry sees when they see a huge okay. savings or benefit to the program. And what Janelle is saying is that we'll come back to the board after a 12-month cycle and ask for another extension if uh, things are going uh, in the positive realm. There's a, a lot that we have to do to uh, market, advertise to the staff, and this won't be ramped up until July, um, start of the fiscal year, so we can do all of those things. Um, as far as um, the contract, so if we have the contract for one year, um, I do not believe that there is a cost that if the board does not approve it after that one year that CMHA has to pay. Um, uh, unless Janelle or somebody corrects me, if the board says no after a year and what we'll do is share what the benefits were, did everything Eric say as far as the offices, hours, and surveys from our staff on what they thought the benefits or what they didn't like, uh, we'll have all of that and bring that back as um, whether we want to recommend to go forward again for another year. Um, here again, it's a, another option of what we're trying to um, provide the employees um, and reducing their healthcare costs in this rising, you know, rising, you know, cost uh, in the medical field. And we thought it was a really good idea because they had a lot of offices that were close to where uh, our employees lived um, to be able to access for their kids and things like that. But um, I do not believe, now I can't be 100%, um, Mr. Miles, but after 12 months um, and we, let's say we did recommend it to the board uh, or I made the recommendation to the board uh, and the board said no, based on they didn't like the numbers or surveys from staff, uh, there wouldn't be a cost uh, to CMHA. And if, I'm in, if I'm not accurate about that, I will update you, but I do not think that it would be. And in all of our contracts, we have um, performance standards. So um, we have, we'll have in the contract um, how they should perform uh, throughout the 12 month cycle. And we'll be measuring those because we do that in every contract that we have. Uh, we place performance measuring standards in there. So Jerry and Janelle um, on every contract they go through and make sure that those uh, measures are in there for performance. Mr. Johnson, if I may also uh, back you up on that, um, there is no runoff, there's no penalties, there's, it's an, um, we will present it after the first year if uh, we're not satisfied with the performance, uh, we do not have to renew, there is no, um, you know, like self-insurance, there's no runoff period, there's no additional cost, it's uh, a flat per, um, per employee, per member fee that we pay. Uh, and then after 12 months, if the performance is not there, we do not need to proceed and, and do renewals and there will be no penalties. 
question. I have a question. So do any of our other contracts have penalties? I, I would think not. If we have, if they're renewable every year, is there any other contracts with penalties or um, non-renewal? Most of all of our contracts, we don't have penalties for not because um, when we do the approvals and we do the extensions, what that means is that we're going to come back in 12 months regardless. Okay. Uh, it's not just a three year and you get it for three years. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Any other questions? Hearing none, uh, roll call. Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. The chair votes no. The resolution passes. Moving on, resolution 5490, authorizing the CEO of CMHA as signature on moderate rehab contracts effective January 1, 2021. Motion approved. Thank you. A second? Second. Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, we'll call Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. The chair votes aye. The resolution passes. Resolution 5491, adopting the significant amendment to the two, uh, fiscal year 2020 annual five-year capital plan to incorporate changes required for the admissions and occupancy policy for low-income public housing waitlist administration. Thank you. The second? Second. All right. Uh, Mr. Um, the question is, is, was this a last minute addition to the agenda? Because I did or I did not see it on the on the other copy. The first copy I got of this agenda. Yeah, it's not on the first copy. It was an addition uh, to the agenda. The reason it wasn't on the first copy is because it's an amendment to our ACLP, which is an emissions uh, occupancy policy. And we had to check legal uh, parameters on the HUD waiver that allows us to make this change without going out for 45 days. Uh, and so we wanted to make the change. And after we got the legal update that we're allowed to do it, uh, and then so then we added it to uh, the board agenda. Can we get a can we get a, a brief summary of what that is from Lisa or from you? What I I can do that. So um, we have changed our computer system from Elite to, to Yardi, as you know. And so this is just a process change relating to our, our wait list. So how we, how we used to, our, pro, our old process because of our old system used to call for us to do two checks um, because um, of the way that the software system uh, categorized or placed people on a wait list. The, because we changed and have new software, we don't have to do that second check, but it is in our policy. So what we, we've been doing it, so we need to stop that process. Um, and the only way we can stop it is to change our policy. Because if someone was to come and audit, they would see it in our policy and they would say, well, why aren't you doing it? Uh, if it's in your policies. And so that's why it was an add on. And because we want to stop doing uh, that process that we no longer need to do um, because we have a new software system. Okay, thank you. All right, any other questions? 
Hearing none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. Sorry. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye, the resolution passes. And if there's no other business to come before the board, may I have a motion to adjourn the regular meeting? So moved. Thank you. Second. A second? Second. <clears throat> Thank you. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call, Ms. Mitchell. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The motion passes. The regular board meeting is adjourned. Bill, I'd just like to just to thank the staff for uh, getting us through this crazy year we had and uh, uh, doing such a great job. And I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and they stay healthy and safe uh, throughout the holiday season. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, guys. But we still, we still have three more board meetings to go through. But I think Laverne's leaving anyway. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom may, Tom may want to say it two more times, Greg. <laughs> I forgot about the instrumentalities. Sorry. <laughs> All right. It's worth repeating, Tom. All well, right. Mr. <laughs> Weedman, thank you so much for that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You want me to say it again, Greg? I do. I do. I do. <laughs>
Abstain. And the chair votes aye. The motion passes. Item four is discussion of recommendations. Resolution number 113, approving the calendar year 2021 annual budget for City West Retail, Park Eden Apartments, Park Eden Evanston, Pinecrest, Sutterview, Hamilton County Affordable Housing, and Touchstone Property Management. Is motion. there a motion to accept? Motion to accept. Thank you. A second. Second. All right. Any questions? Hearing none, roll call, Mr. Reedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. And if there's no other business to come before the board, may I have a motion to adjourn the Touchstone Property Services meeting? Uh, I have a, a motion. May I have a second? Thank you. Any questions? Yeah, Tom, come on. <laughs> he can't remember. Is that what he's, okay, buddy. Okay, roll call. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. Harris. Aye. Mr. O'Donnell. Aye. And the chair votes aye. The resolution passes. And hey, Greg, let me just take this moment to thank everybody for the great job they've done <laughs> during this crazy year we've went through. And uh, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a safe and happy holiday, including you, Greg. <laughs> including you. <laughs> Thank, thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. You. thank, thank you. you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I, I is it do better have, the first time I, or the second time? Yeah, well, I, I just want to say one thing. Uh, you know, we have had a difficult year, but it's been a difficult year together. And uh, a, a lot of the things that we've asked you guys <coughs> to approve, uh, you guys have supported us and approved it. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, because we couldn't do this. Uh, it's, it's truly a team with us, but um, I can speak for the rest of the staff. It's a team with you guys as well. So uh, we really, really appreciate that. Um, and so it, it's been a, a good team movement uh, through this process. And uh, we, we've learned a lot, I think, especially on this, with the Zoom, Zoom efforts. So uh, I really appreciate that um, and appreciate your continued support uh, of the housing authority. So right, I just wanted to, to make sure I said that. Not to mention some of the great things we've done in RAD and everything this year. We've done some really monumental things. So uh, oh, it's been a real success. Yeah, yeah just just in this board meeting um, <laughs> on two of the approvals, you, you approved a record number of janitorial companies of MBE, WBE, Section 3. Um, and we're continuously are the leaders in Hamilton County of putting small to mid-sized businesses to work um, and we're not the largest organization or spends the most money so um, the, these are monumental things that we're doing and you guys approved the redevelopment of Winton and Finlater uh, a few months ago and then now we're moving into Avondale which um, is huge for the organization with Maple and Beechwood so um, this this is truly truly it's interesting time, but it's exciting all at the same. So we're we're moving right along. And I'll just add, you know, since we're doing thanks, uh, you know, my thanks really truly is um, I just appreciate the uh, transparency, the straightforwardness, uh, and the clarity of the work. Um, I feel like our time together is efficient. Um, I feel like. Um, you all always answer questions uh, really objectively and um, uh, and try to provide all of the information. And then there's just an, an honesty about the work 
that I want to highlight and recognize and just hope that we can just continue that work. I just, I don't ever feel like at any moment there's any, uh, we're, you know, trying to rush things through and we present the good and the bad. And so that's just, a, for me, a very positive um, quality. And so I feel really confident when a question is being asked that we're getting uh, the full picture. So I feel very, very thankful for that and appreciate the, I mean, obviously that's under your leadership, Greg, but um, yes. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Can't improve on those comments. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Have, thank have you. a great night. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.